1: spurring one another on to love and good deeds. There is an equivalent of that statement out of Hebrews here in 2 Corinthians. And we'll take a look at that next on Truth For Today. If you were to take a look at your life and characterize it in a simple statement, what would it be? The Apostle Paul had a thought here in 2 Corinthians, doing what God loves. So then that begs the question for you and I as believers in Christ, are we doing what God loves? What is it that he does love? Well, these are questions we hope to help you answer in the next couple of programs here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Join us. Again, 2 Corinthians is where we catch up with our pastor on this edition of Truth For Today.
2: 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We'll begin reading at verse 6 and read the rest of the chapter. Remember, Paul is taking an offering, promoting an offering for poor, suffering Christians in the city of Jerusalem. They are Jewish Christians. And uh, many of them have lost their inheritance, have lost their job, have been uh, excluded from the uh, Jewish community. So they're in a hard way. They're heavily taxed. And so they lose their jobs, lose their inheritance, lose their family, all because they've put faith in Christ. Now Paul, a devout Jew by Background is among Gentiles who are considered pigs, pagan, godless by the Jewish community, but who have now become believers in Christ. And he's among them saying, Let's help our brothers back here in Jerusalem. Let's help our brothers. So let's listen to his wrap up argument to help them. He's advocating. Let's receive a love offering to help them. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply And increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others, which you, uh, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I want to speak on doing what God loves. Doing what God loves. And there's three points that will come out of this. God loves a cheerful giver like he does not love a stingy person. You know, we get this love. It gets to be just ambiguous love. God loves everybody. Well, I have to say, he loves me more than everybody. I'm his child. I'm his child. He loves me like a father does a child, a son. You know, I can say I love all my neighbors, but... If you've got children, if you've got family, family moves into an inner circle. And that's okay. God made us that way. And then you can say it includes this. And what he is saying here, God loves everybody. God loves his children. And God loves people especially who are generous, cheerful givers. There's no question about it. They're in a different category in his mind And in his heart. So the givers. The cheerful givers in this place. Are the especially loved people. In this congregation. And this church rides on the back. Of about 20% of our membership. That underwrites this church. And it carries the church. We have a benevolent kind church. Now I'm going to look at three things. God loves a cheerful giver. Two. God gives special promises to cheerful givers, special promises. Okay. And three, God gets praise and thanksgiving through cheerful givers. Very simple. God loves them. God makes a promise to them. And God tells us what cheerful givers do for him. They actually do something for him. Let's, uh, start with verse 6. I thought we would just read a few of the verses and see if this is true. You reap what you sow. Uh, Do you think that is used positively or negatively most of the time? How many say negatively? How many say positively? Yeah, I think we normally think of it as, kid, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. It's a negative thing. Well, it's true. Negative behavior reaps negative results. I mean, it's a, it was a rabbinic axiom. I mean, it's just a matter of, uh, of life. You're going to get back what you put out. Right? Now, look at what he says about this principle. Go back to Proverbs. We'll start chapter 3. I want you to look at these verses because you won't believe me. You'll think I'm trying to take an offering. And yeah, we could do that. Uh, listen, three, verse nine. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your crops, and you will go bankrupt. <laughs> but, and, and then you'll be broke. What does your say? How many of you own barns? Okay, let's transfer. I don't, I'm not a farmer. Doesn't transfer. I will grow in assets. I will grow. It will not break me to be a giver. More of you going broke on paying high interest than you are on giving. Don't blame God for credit cards. You gotta stop that. Huh? And then, oh, I can't afford to give. No, but you can afford 18% interest because you bought something you shouldn't get in the first place. And, uh, oh, I can't afford to give. No, but you can't afford to charge what you can't afford to pay for. So what you need is a basic economics 101 course. You can't buy it if you don't have the money. Oh, yes, I can. I can get credit. Well, let's move on. chapter 11 chapter 11 and listen to what it says verse 24 one person gives freely now watch this yet what that does not make sense I give it but I'm gaining more no no don't you think the world would say if you give it you're going to be broke honey And and he's saying I know one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Isn't that amazing? The one giving it keeps prospering. The one who holds it, uh, they come to poverty. It, it, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Just, of course, they're giving their money not to Macy's, but to God. To God's Word. Okay? Okay? Uh, let's keep looking, uh, chapter 19. When God says something more than twice, he's not stuttering. He wants us to get it. Look at uh, nineteen seventeen. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. Can God pay back what he owes you? Would you ever want to lend God money? You better pay me. <laughs> and he says, if you're good to the poor, it's like making a loan to the Lord. And he says, don't worry. But the poor man may never pay you back, but I will. You see, there's two kinds of people. Those who need it and those who can give it. Which category do you want to be in? I either need it or I can give it. You're in one or two. Those categories. And he will reward them for what they have done. 28. No, let's go to 22. 22, 8 to 9. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity. And the rod they wield in fury will be broken. The generous will themselves be blessed. For they share their food with the poor. A generous man will be blessed, and he'll even uh, bless the poor. Just heard of a sister in our church said that uh, was trying to go through, was going through a rougher part of town and saw all these homeless people and saw them hanging out, and they looked, and said the Spirit of God wouldn't let them give pass until they went by and bought all kinds of food. And then risk their life to go and distribute it among them. Because God said, how can you pass them by and not feed them? And some of us say, well, they just got there on their own. Well, you got in sin on your own. You think God found you well off? No, no. We don't need to ask how they got there. Well, they did drugs. I I believe they did probably. What if they hadn't? See, in Israel, he said, I don't want any poor people. And then he said, but you'll have the poor always. So he said, simply share, do everything you can. He had a seventh year Sabbath that let all the slaves go free. And whatever assets they gain while being with you, let them take it with them. God had all kinds of fairness, kindness, rules for running the nation. Uh, Galatians 6, 7. Says, uh, if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap of the spirit. If you sow towards the things of the flesh, you'll have those kinds of things. Uh, Luke six thirty eight: Give, and it shall be given to you. Give, and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. So you've got many promises to those who are givers. Now I said I love a cheerful giver and. He gives a couple of descriptions. This is just the opposite. He said, I don't want you to give uh, if it uh, causes indigestion. Uh, and he says, give not reluctantly or under compulsion. And the word reluctantly was the word for grieve. I don't want you to do it if it grieves you. If it makes you sorrowful, uh, if you um, you don't feel good about it, your your heart wasn't in it. Your heart wasn't in it. We had an interesting sharing in our Bible studies last week, and a man was just sharing how well I I was kind to them, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't really feel like it. I didn't really like them that much. I just was kind. It, it's good for business, a businessman. But I didn't really feel kind. I just did it. Okay. She said, God says, a cheerful giver is not a giver that it causes grief. Man, I, I wish I wouldn't have gave that. Ooh. And then it goes on. Uh, They're not one they gave under compulsion. And that's a strong word. Uh, that is a, you had to be so. You had to be sold to give. And it literally meant from Webster to necessitate, to force. Um, strong, irresistible. I mean, you, you think about arm twisting. Uh, I hate to buy cars as I've grown up. Because I don't want to go back there and talk to this manager. Then we must talk to another man. What does it cost? I don't want to be jerked around and lied to. I want to know. Tell me 5% above Blue Book or Factory. That's where Carolyn's father bought cars. He looked it up, figured it out. I know what it costs to get this car here. I'll pay you $500 above what you pay. That's it. And don't send me anybody in the back room. And I'll pay cash. You know, I think, like in my family, July is a good month to really get out of here. We have so many birthdays. Virginia, my daughter, uh, one of my son-in-laws, another grandson, uh, uh, myself, uh, on and on. We got so many birthdays in July. uh, I just want to publish, uh, love will do. Love will do. Love covers all. Have you ever bought a gift for an occasion that you weren't into? I mean, Hallmark invented Mother's Day. What did we do before Hallmark? Did we love our mothers before Hallmark? A kiss on the cheek—that's well enough for forty years' investment. No charge, you know. If I did, I got an anniversary coming up. Think of this: I think of men. Some of them dread talking about anniversaries because they can't remember it. And and all of a sudden, someone says, "Uh, "When's your anniversary?" I, I don't know. Two days later. Man, you run and you try to find some used flowers uh, that, that make some spray, make them look fresh. And, and uh, you, you go through all this pressure and I want to get to... And by the, whew, got that over with. And, and uh, like, or oh, you put all your heart into it. Man, roses have gone up. Well, go get a refund if you don't want to give it. You see, God cares about your attitude when you give in the offering more than what you gave. It's your attitude. And, and isn't it that way in gift giving of any kind? I mean, your kids have been, here, here. Nah, nah, nah. No. And then God said, I look down, and when I see people who said, I'm cheerful about it. The word is Hilarious. And But it really meant, it was translated this way, to be glad. It was actually translated daylight. It, it's a sunshiny up experience. Uh, it was used of songs, benevolence. In Proverbs, it was used of a cheerful countenance. Uh, that you just, you know, you're doing something you love to do, and it affects your countenance so that joy is painted across your face. That when we take the offering, it's not the lamentation time. It's interesting in America. America giving now. When I grew up, they taught start at 10%. We call it tithing. Throw it out. Grace giving doesn't even talk about percentages. It just talks about Christ, a suffering church, never talks percentages. We were taught start at 10%. Guess what the national average in the evangelical church is? 1.9%. Because, you see, we're in a famine in America, aren't we? We're in a world war. We're rationing sugar. We're rationing flour. Why doesn't giving increase with prosperity? Because it's a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of your income. And I've seen businessmen, I've seen it all the time. By the time they really start making money, they can't get percentage anymore. Because it's not in their heart. Can't make you a giver. You don't want to give. You want to be stingy. That's between you and the Lord. But you are not the kind of people he loves especially. He does not. God does not love stinginess in anyone, including you and me. And uh, I think of children. Isn't it wonderful when you see them share a toy instead of hitting one on the head? I mean, it, uh, we got quite a few toys in our grandchildren's room, and it's wonderful when the grandchildren there don't conk the other over the same. Why do they gravitate towards the same toy? It says something about human nature. Now, look at what he says To you cheerful givers, I want to give you a promise. And here it goes. Are you ready? You ought to be taking notes. I know that's hard on your right hand. But uh, you need to learn to do it. Because you're going to forget this within 10 minutes after the sermon. He says, God is able mm -mm, to bless you abundantly. Cheerful givers. God is able, He's got the power for you to keep giving it and Him to keep replenishing you. That's what He's saying. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, you need dental work, you need health work, you need car repair, in all things that you need finances. Whatever. So that in all things, and at all times, good times, bad times, up economy, down economy. At all times, he said in Jeremiah, that the godly man doesn't fear in the time of drought. For he has roots that go into the eternal springs. He doesn't fear famine. Because he's got a source bigger than famine. Famine. He's got a source bigger than crops. His roots go into God. And here I've got a God that says at all times, in all things, having all that you need. I'll meet all of your needs while you're giving it away. We got one sister convinced. The rest of you are praying about it. Any cheerful givers in the place. This is your promise. This is a promise to you. Any stingy believers, you you want to repent quick and get in on this promise. This isn't for you. If you don't give, if you're a non-giver, you are not promised this. He's saying this to cheerful givers. This is our promise. A stingy church is not under the promises of God. They've quenched them. Did you know you can quench omnipotence? You can actually quench the Spirit of God. I thought the I thought God was all powerful. Guess what? He's so powerful, He can do everything, He can turn this place upside down. But He will not do it if we won't let Him. Because you can quench Him. You can shut down omnipotence. Having all you need, you will abound in every good word. When is this taking place? When you give to God cheerfully. Here's His promise to you.
1: And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor Phil Howard.